and we're back for another episode of the Shuttlecock Podcast. My name is Aaron Rhodes. Uh, the podcast is sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Troost in KC Mo. This week on the show, we have True Newman. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. Always good to see you, Aaron. Of course. You too. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of start at the beginning. Like, what <laughs> part of like the metro did you grow up in um i grew up almost down the street from around here um i grew up at like 41st in harrison so like essentially 41st in truce mm-hmm. that's where i grew up my entire life and uh yeah i don't know i guess that mm. and so like what what's what schools were you going to when? um i was homeschooled oh yeah yeah because um around the same time that i would have gone to high school um, Kansas City lots it's accreditation and um, so we had to figure it out basically mm. yeah. and but I don't know maybe it was just like a friend's place of like a friend of yours place but like I kind of remember like when I was hanging out with Andrew Johannesson, mm-hmm. um, he drove me over to somewhere that you were at like somewhere in like Shawnee I feel like is that just Somewhere you were hanging out? Or? No, I never hung out in Shawnee. It was a little bit too far from Midtown. Um, the only times I did really hang out at Shawnee were a couple of places. Um, honestly, I guess I'd say I grew up mostly in the suburbs, mm. um, or at least hanging out, because that's where all my friends were. Mm. And um, in Midtown, I didn't really discover any friends until Andrew showed me KCDIY. Mm. And then that's when I made friends that are actually in the city. So, so. so how were you going about, like, making friends when you were, like, before you got involved with music here? Um, Since you were homeschooled? Then? For me, honestly, it was youth group. Mm-hmm. I grew up dangerously Christian, and um, obviously a lot's changed. Mm-hmm. Like, um, But grew up dangerously Christian, and I met almost all of my friends and, like, a lot of the folks I've been in bands with. We met, like, at youth group when we were, like, 13 or 14 or something like that, like, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And, um, I don't know. It's great. Most of us are still friends. And we kind of just discovered that we had to grow out of it or grow into it. And I think it's beautiful. What, what do you, what, what constitutes for you being dangerously Christian? What oh gives my it that God. distinction? Oh my God. I was, I was bad. You can talk to anyone who knew me at the time. Like, it was really interesting. I mean, I was like extremely queer and knew that um, I'm trans and knew that I was not a man and like the way I responded with that was like I was pretty aggro and like um, talked way too much about it and a lot of people can attest to that he like knew me and um, I'm glad that I'm starting to figure out a way to navigate that and not necessarily be a bigoted piece of shit, really, and, um, yeah, but that was me, like, I mean, I'm only, what, I'm almost 23, but this was me, you know, at, like, 14, 15, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. and then I grew out of it really quickly, which is nice. What, what were, like, some of the, the aggro things that you were doing at that point? Oh, I mean, um, I was pretending like I wasn't, <laughs> I guess a good way to say it, I would say pansexual, but at the time it was like saying that I was bi, 
And um, I condemn people for being gay and, like, a lot of other nasty shit and was fucked up. And, like, the whole time it was just me just internalizing my own feelings and um, trying to discover myself. And also just growing up being brainwashed was a really interesting thing. Brainwashed in the hood, like, not necessarily have a good time, like, at home. Yeah, well, um, so it was your parents that were kind of influencing you to end up that way? They did. Mm-hmm. And then um, both of them got a lot cooler really fast, which is really cool because I don't know if I was the catalyst for that. However, like, essentially when I decided to, like, start branching out and doing other things and got into punk rock and the DIY scene and, like, you know, metalcore shows and slamming, like, you know, like, I don't know. It was, like, it was cool, but I definitely think that they definitely played a huge role in that, and luckily they're a lot cooler now Mm. and a little bit more accepting. Yeah, what what do you, like, do you think that it was just, like, a natural thing over time, like, just becoming more accepting or do you think there are like certain things that really spurred that for you guys as a family um there was a lot with me and I'm not gonna go too in depth about my family I'll go in depth about me and um yeah I think a lot of my lifestyle choices kind of spurred that um it didn't really start happening until um I moved to Chicago when like the second I graduated and decided to not go to college thank god would have been so fucking bad. It would have been so bad. And I'm glad I didn't do that. And then I just started traveling and, like, hopping trains and hitchhiking. And um, that's what I've been doing for the past five years. Mm. And uh, it changed my life. Yeah, what What do you think made you want to start traveling so badly? Um, there's one specific person that I won't name drop, but I met someone. Um, basically, one of my spirit guides um, who took me traveling for the first time. Um literally just met this person and they just were like yeah everything's free um you can do whatever you want you can go wherever you want for free it's beautiful and I was like I want to try that and then I tried it and I've never gone back so. and do you, do you think that well I, I don't know what your specific like political ideas are but do you think that kind of correlated with like I know you've at least probably been interested in anarchy at yeah, some point, so totally. that, does that kind of tie into those Oh, absolutely. I mean, in some way, shape, or form, like, anarchy like, means a lot. There's so much that goes along with that, and it's an extremely convoluted subject. But, I mean, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, when I left, I was, like, 18, and, of course, I was, like, anarchy, punk rock, fuck everyone, fuck everything. And then it's, like, traveling just made me, like, it just made me grow up ex- so much faster than I would have if I was, like, in college, or if I was still staying at home, or if I was still paying rent. Like, it worked out great. So. Mm. And what are some of your favorite places you've been since? Uh, Minneapolis is my favorite. Um, Kansas City is my second favorite. New Orleans is my third favorite. And then there's a few other places that are, like, few and far in between, like little towns and stuff that I just like visiting. Mm. And you mentioned that you were living in Chicago for a little bit as well. Yeah, so I lived in kinda... Chicago for approximately, I guess it would be like about 10 months, but I almost immediately started traveling after I lived there. But it was home base for about 10 months or so. Mm-hmm. And then I just went out east and hit Florida and 
hitchhiked a lot and like did that shit. So, did you ever worry at that point about like because because you with with like you were playing in like Edward Newgate mm-hmm. and so like to some extent you were kind of involved in Kansas City punks like in, in the mm-hmm. scene to an extent like were you worried about like kind of falling out of touch with people or like just missing stuff here absolutely not mm-hmm. um by that point it was kind of one of those things where I decided like discover that for my own mental health um the best thing to do would be to leave um so I did and I've done that so many times. Like, I killed Hard Leather that way. I killed Rat Bastard that way. Like, I killed Black Pope that way. Like, I just have to leave town sometimes. And unfortunately, I kill almost every band that I've been in. (laughs) Because I guess I have oftentimes played, like, a seemingly significant role Mm. in each band. But I don't know. It's just been a lot of bands. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I know some of your earlier bands were... Christian bands. Very, 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 very much so. so. Did did those come in those teenage years that... Mm-hmm. So, um, no, and I'm pretty sure, like, you, you would call them Christcore, like you would refer yeah, to them the very first band way. I was in, yeah, I started mm-hmm. when I was 12, and um, played for about two years, recorded an EP. It's really funny, if you want to, like, laugh at me, you can look it up on YouTube, and it's really funny, and... Um, it was a good time, but it's, I'm still a lot of, I'm still really close with a lot of the folks in that band. And mm-hmm. then um, after that was Deaf, which first DIY show I ever played. I think I was 14, 15, somewhere around there. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. it was the TP's Christian brutal slamming death metal band mm-hmm. where all our lyrics were scripture, and it was like really funny. And um, yeah. I think one of your shows was, like, one of Andrew Johannesson's, like, Overland Park basement shows, right? Yeah, it yeah. was. No, it those, totally those, was. Like, and no, no, he always yeah, had those totally at, like, was. Halloween, so those were always really mm-hmm. crazy mixes. It was the Halloween show, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was me and my friend Sky, um, and we started that after the death of our Christ Corps band, and um, it was pretty funny. And then Newgate was, like, me, like... Essentially just losing my shit and, like, being, like, it was a lot of um, gender shit and me trying to discover my sexuality and me trying to figure out how to actually come out, and it was just so long ago. But um, Edward Nugget was just really aggro, and we all, like, simultaneously discovered, like, ceremony and trash talk and shit like that, and we were just, like, all so into it and, like... um, so we did that for a bit, and it was fun. And and you were kind of taking all of like the like thrashier, crustier elements of those bands, even though that may not even be what they're most known for. But yeah, mm. totally. Yeah. And then my vocal style was completely ceremony style. And then like, um, literally number like at the time, my number one vocal influence was um, Hal from Black Hole, who's a um, Springfield like Joplin band. Mm. And um, they changed everything for me. Like, I saw them live for the first time and saw, like, it was, like, power violence and just, like, nasty, slimy punk hardcore, like, mixed together. And that's what inspired Edward Newgate, honestly. It was probably Black Hole, Ceremony, and Trash Talk. It was just goofy, but, like, Black Hole 
bucks. Michael's so good. Right, I know a lot of people here were into that band, and like, did did you? I know some people did, but did did you like travel down for like their last show or a reunion show or something? I or? didn't get to, but Ever Newgate played with them several times. Mm. Um, it was cool. Also, like Bath Consolidated played a show with. I think it was just Edward Newgate, Black Hole, and like Bath Consolidated, which is like the shit that Noel just released. Her shit's so good. It's amazing, and um, it was really cool because it was like one of the first like um, shows that I'd gone to that took hardcore punk and then took like a different type of music and then mixed it together, and it was an awesome show. And um, yeah. And I know, like I, like I was looking at the Edward Newgate songs again recently, mm-hmm. and I I didn't even like I'm so out of touch with like kind of like nerd culture, and like I don't even maybe want to call it that, but like a bunch of the songs are like anime references, Games of Thrones like characters and stuff. No Games of Thrones t- characters. It's all oh. anime and manga references. Oh okay. Oh yeah, but what yeah. were some of the well, like, what was your, your reason for doing that? Did it, like, tie into each song's, like, lyrics and stuff? Um, for me, it's basically that's how I felt emotion growing up. The first time I went through puberty, I'm going through puberty again because I'm on hormones now. But, like, first time I went through puberty, like, visual media is one of the only things that I could um, actually feel anything with. But, I mean, the name of the band is Edward Newgate. If you Google that, that's um, a character from One Piece the anime and then there's the band of hawk which is based off of the anime berserk which is the best manga actually ever um in my opinion and there's so much more um van hohenheim was full metal alchemist um Vash the stampede was trigon like it's every song um and was something that was relevant um and Basically, I took the title and then did everything in my power to, like, get my angst out. Mm -hmm. And I was super angsty. I was an angsty bitch back in the day. I was, oof, oof. I'm sorry for everyone who had to deal with me with that shit, but, like, I was really angsty. And that's that's how I did it, because that was the only way I could, like, force myself to cry or, like, force myself to feel something was just, like, watch anime or read manga, like, Mm -hmm. forever, like... So were were those characters like the ones you kind of like connected with the most? Would you say or? Um, no, not necessarily connection. It was just like a feeling based off of that, um, based off of the character and the way that I perceived them and perceived like their actions in the show. And so, yeah. And so, what would you say some of your like? Because I think that. Like, I'm guessing that was, like, your first band where you really got to, like, play a lot of shows and, like, mm-hmm. people kind of knew you around in the scene. So, like, what what were some of your, like, favorite moments of doing that band? Uh, my favorite moments were playing Springfield. Um, Kansas City thought we were a joke. We were too young. Mm-hmm. And, um... And that's when you end up playing basement shows with, uh... uh Calvary and... My old band and yeah, yeah that, no, that was, I remember that was recording your old band. Um, sorry, I <laughs> no, did yeah, such, sorry, I did such a piss poor job at recording. Oh, no, it sounded pretty solid to me. Like, yeah, no, y'all were it, it y'all were great, job. and oh, it was awesome. And I'm glad y'all let me do that. Um, but I'm glad someone wanted to do it at mm-hmm. that point. I mean, what was happening? I think at the time was 
basically the torch was getting passed. So it was like, you know, dark ages, no class, no master. Like, they were all just, like, doing their own shit. And then they passed the torch on to, you know, like, Dirty Work and, like, Beta Boys and all those kids who ended up doing, like, a ton of cool shit. And then the torch was, like, in the middle yeah. Um, when, like, so, we started our shit. Yeah, I think we're kind of, like, the third generation yeah, of totally. the yeah. scene since we've been in it. So Totally. And then, like, Rat Bastard happened, and then everyone thought we were hot shit, and that's, like... Because you know. were. That's cool. So it's a good band. Rat Bastard? Yeah. <laughs> we were, um, we might as well have been called Sloppy Drunk Mess. It was a good time, though. That was the funnest band I've ever been in, mm. by far. Um, it was amazing. And yeah, because that band is kind of what Black Pope turned into at one point, right? Because, like... Black Pope was before Rat Bastard. No, yeah, Black Pope oh, turned wait. into Rat Bastard. Yep. That's exactly um, what happened, actually. Yeah, because you were living in Chicago, and yep. that's where you started Black Pope. Exactly, yeah. And then you moved back here, and... Yeah, it was, it was that... Were you bummed out about having to quit doing Black Pope, or did you consider, like... No, there was, there was a lot of interpersonal shit, um, but I mean, it's like I wrote and recorded almost everything in both of those bands. Jonah mm-hmm. did one song, and then I did bass, drums, guitar, and vocals, well, for Black Pope, so I did everything, and then I did everything else, and then Jonah did vocals on Rap Bastard, and then Jonah wrote um, Robot Man and Chirpin' Bird, and um, everyone helped out with a lot of shit. Um, and it was cool, but, like, I mostly, like, was just, like, incessant hours of trying to produce it and, like, did a really piss-poor job at it. <laughs> I did not produce that shit good at all. Mm. But I put up a little bit better. Rap Bastard, they kind of just made me sa- make it sound like shit, which is, like, really goofy because we're trying to be punk rock, and I was pissed. I got outvoted. They were like, no, you have to make it sound shitty. And I was like, God damn it, fuck y'all. <laughs> were, you, were you excited about getting to... Do uh, that Black Pope set at the Wayne's World Fest? Absolutely. That big for you? Like, were, were you just like really like you like those songs a lot in that band? I have, yeah. I mean, those songs are my heart and soul. That was like post Edward Newgate and all the lyrics. It's like I have them posted, and it's just me like essentially discovering I'm more of a mystic and like fuck conventional Christianity, and I'm still a spiritual person, but like. Fuck that shit. Fuck what it did to me. Like, I'm fucking queer as hell. I'm fucking trans. I'm a girl. I'm not a boy. Like, all this shit. And it was just, like, my anxiety just, like, building up. And then I was, like, 18. And, um, yeah, no, it was amazing, actually, being able to front it. Because it's, like, we played two shows. Like, maybe three. And I don't think any of them were in Kansas City, so, like... No, there was no, there was one in Chicago, oh, yeah. and then there was one. Uh, we played Rex Fest, and we attempted to play in a van. We crashed this fest, plugged in in a van, and tried to play a show, and it just completely failed. And then after that, yeah, the f- next show was um, Kansas City, mm-hmm. and was that first show? And I was like, I want to front this, and then. Um, I can't believe it. Fucking Dakota Hopyard and fucking Pops, like. All literally learned everything in about four hours. That's tight. And it felt really good. Like, I've never been able to actually just only do vocals. I've always been playing guitar or fucking drums or playing bass. That was the first time I actually got to um, 
experience what that feels like, and it was amazing. Should should yeah. people expect to see more of that? Or I don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, it's like we played like two shows after that, yeah. and then I like specifically, I was like, I'm gonna make us all executioner heads and like <laughs> all this shit, and that was a really fun show too. Mm. And then, yeah, I don't know. Like, I love that band, and I recycle every riff I've ever written in every band. Like what I'm about to do next. Like I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna steal all that shit because I wrote it. So I'm gonna fucking do it and then ask everyone if it's okay. And then if they're okay with it, then I would like to use it because they're riffs I spent a long time working on. And even though they're simple as hell, but and um, no, but you mentioned playing like trying to set up and play in a van at at that fest <laughs> at Rex fest uh, how did how did that really go down um literally what happened and, was, and what city um, is that that fest in out oh god it was it's like somewhere not, like it's around here but it was like really far away up north on someone's land yeah. and it happened for a bit and it was a good fest i always had an amazing time there mm-hmm. um but yeah our show just it was just bad literally what happened was I think two songs in, like, our guitarist, um, like, was wasted and then, like, tripped over some shit and then unplugged everything. And then we just couldn't <laughs> recover because we were trying to play in a van. And I was trying to play drums in a van, but I forgot that I'm, like, really tall and I was, it was bad. <laughs> it was a bad time. Like, so, like, you just, like, hadn't made it onto the lineup at the fest and that was your attempt at playing the fest? Um, high key. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty no, much. that's a great story. And <laughs> no, and I don't know, mate. Well, I'm, so you were kind of involved with a lot of like maybe Johnson County kids to an extent because I know you're friends with Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, maybe it was Ethan that like lived out in Shawnee or something. Um, and Ethan. I had to pick him up. Lived out in um, Edwardsville, I think. Oh, that might have been it. That must have been. So it was like way the fuck. No, I I think I've definitely had to like drive to his house a couple times, and I'm like, what is this place? Yeah, I think I think it was way out there, but no, um, but um, I think like everyone who doesn't like who didn't grow up in like this very central like KCDIY hardcore punk scene, mm -hmm. like you know, the scene has always had like basements to have shows in or like somewhat proper DIY venues yeah but I think if you come from the suburbs or any like weird offshoot scene like you're kind of forced into like these weird situations of like you really want to play shows but no one really wants to give them to you yeah because I remember one of Andrew like Andrew's band that he had with Ethan uh, Los Pepe's Death yeah, Squad. Yeah, Los Pepe's Death Squad. No, I remember they played oh, in God. the bathroom. The bathroom of Yahweh, of Yahweh Underground yep. one time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember I'm like, that. No one else would do that besides like a bunch of weirdos from the suburbs exactly. or like Christian kids or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I always think it's cool hearing those types of stories. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I mean, growing up, like I'm not even kidding. It's like, yeah, shit sucked in regards to like, literally. I think mostly the only thing that sucked was just, like, me trying to discover who I am in the way of being trans and denying that and that shit. But, like, no, all we all fucked around. We all got fucking wasted together. It was a great time. We all got high. We, like, but we were still Christian, you know what I mean? And it was a good time. It's, like, we had a lot of fun, and we were all, like, you know, 
max maybe 15 like but still just raising hell around the city like 15 16 raising hell around the city and learning how to discover ourselves and I think it was a really beautiful thing and as a result I'm very 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 close friends with so many people now because we all did that together Mm. like we all did that together and that's fucking beautiful like Jude and Jonah like Jonah the vocalist of Rap Bastard like I've known Jonah, we went to Christian private high school for one year together when we were five years old. And then met up at a punk show, and then we were like, what the fuck? And then we started Rap Bastard, and it was fucking awesome. And, like, there's a lot of history with everyone who's, like, been brainwashed by a lot of this bullshit. And it's really nice to see that people can escape it, and most of my friends have. And it's really wonderful, and I love it. Do you remember, like, what some of, like, your first, like, like real Kansas City hardcore shows were, like, after kind of slowly, like, kind of easing out of, like, the Christian scene? Yeah, it was uh, this little bird Halloween show, and um saw Bloodbirds. Um, I think the show was Bloodbirds, Dark Ages, No Class, No Master, and it was a Halloween show, because I remember Bloodbirds, uh, the vocalist, referred as was Count Masturbania and was, like, (laughs) dressed as... And then I remember just being, like, I think I was, like, 14. And then I was, like, this is amazing. And then, like, fell in love with, like, Casey DIY because Casey DIY is the best DIY, in my opinion. Like, for DIY, Casey fucks. Like, Casey is, in my opinion, the best. Like, we do it right, and... Really like Minneapolis DIY. I like everyone's DIY scene, but like Kansas City, like, and it might be just because I'm like fucking grew up here, but mm. like, what what do you think we get so right in the bands we have and everything? What do you say? What What do you think makes this Kansas City scene so special to you? Um, it's slimy. Mm. People don't give a shit. People are growing up. It's, like, one of those things, there's so many people who, like, so many people to where it's, like, I didn't want to dismiss anyone for, like, what they said or did, but, like, because I'm, like, you're a human. I'm a hippie, like, hikey. It's, like, really funny. Like, I'll just call myself a fucking hippie. I just, like, want to see the positivity in people, and I, like, want to make sure everyone feels okay. And, like, there's so many people I grew up with that, like, used to, like, make nasty-ass fucking jokes or, like, make fun of me. I like shit like that, and um, shit's changing, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I remember, like, three or four homies, um, like, three or four, like, dudes who were my friends that I grew up with. Someone misgendered me, and they were like, if you ever do that again, we're going to beat your fucking ass, and I was like... (laughs) I was like, oh, God, thank you. Like, it was a good feeling. And people are people are changing. Mm-hmm. And um, people are growing up. And our generation is the same generation. So it's like, let's take over and let's do it. Like, no, I definitely think, like, yeah. Kansas City has rid itself a lot of, like, a lot of, like, macho or, like, kind of weird attitudes that it had, like, it, that were, like, super present, like, four totally. years ago. 
Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying it's perfect now. Like, you know, it never really will be, but, like... Mm -hmm. I remember one of the first um, horrible things I had was here when this was... um, This was the asshole castle, right? Mm. All right, so I remember it was, like, six years ago. So, obviously, a different house. Like, obviously, way different house, different people. But I remember um, some white-ass motherfucker with white dreads fucking told me to use the back door because I was a hippie. And it destroyed me, and I just left. Mm. And then, and then that's when I started this fucking vest. <laughs> like, no, you. That's that's a long running vest, isn't it? Yeah, no, you remember it. But like, <laughs> I mean, it's stupid. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the no, vest. Shit, but tell, it's tell like, me, tell me all, all about the vest. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna tell you shit about okay, this okay, vest. Okay. Um, no, it just like hurt. Like, yeah. I just wanted to be cool and like be a part of Casey DIY and like. You know, like, maybe start a band and, like... Because I was just, like, angry at the world and I was, like, angry at God. And I was, like, fuck you, God. Go to fucking hell. Like, ah, Jesus, you suck. Like, and it would, like... I thought that I would have been accepted here and I wasn't. And it was, like, high-key. I was, like, the only POC. <laughs> like, the only, like, visible POC, I guess. Um, and... Racist shit happened. Like, a lot of shit happened that I don't talk about. And now Casey fucks. And everyone who fucked up literally has been accountable, and it feels great. And I love literally everyone. I love literally everyone (laughs) who's, like, from here, who's, like, cool with me now. It fucking feels good. And, no, yeah, and, okay, so you you just called yourself a hippie. And earlier you you said that you're you're somewhat, you're, you're mystic. Yeah. What 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 defines those two things for you? Like, yeah. Um, for me, I guess I'm like I guess mystic agnostic. I mean, I don't know if you want to get into spirituality. It's probably not. Oh, a good I'm, idea. I'm interested. You're interested? Yeah. All right. I'm, um. I'm yeah. No. <laughs> I consider myself a Christian mystic. Um. Out of all the official gurus who, um, may or may not have fucked up, I think Jesus fucked up the less. And then, like, said a lot of good shit. Like, whatever. And, like, it's also, like, one of those things where I realized that that is literally me being brainwashed. I realized that. But I still read it, and it feels okay. And I'm okay with that. And, like, obviously, it's like, I'm going to burn in hell, apparently. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with burning in hell. Who fucking gives a shit? That's bullshit anyways. But, um... No, I just like to read the mystics mm. and um, all the mystics in pretty much any religion is really on point. So, um, so you just kind of you you believe in like the like just kind of the main viewpoints of Christianity and oh oh no, yeah, I might be hell confused, no. but like hell no, I don't you, you believe view, that. You, no, <laughs> no. You, you view Jesus as like one of the best ideological like religious leaders I mean out of the writings because I grew up like being forced to read it Mm -hmm. and um so I know it all and I'm like fuck the bible most of what that fucker said was pretty on point and um I'm into that and um Whatever. That's, like, not that big of a part of my life right now, mm-hmm. honestly. And, um, yeah. 
No worries. I'm glad you asked, but oh, yeah, yeah. it's Sorry. no worries. Like, I just want to, honestly, what I'm focusing on now is just, I want to be a good person, mm. and um, I want to continue doing that, and that's one of my teachers, I guess, apparently, because I was brainwashed my entire life, and whatever. Mm. So I talk about it when I can, <laughs> which is cool. And um, so, yeah, you, I don't know, like, and I think it also kind of stems from uh, you not being really a part of, like, the central KCDOI scene for a while, like, just mm-hmm. starting bands outside of it. But, like, you, you did a lot of recording yourself, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So what, like, it was, was, all, was all that really just, like, self-taught, like, experimentation, mm-hmm. like, were you, like, recording, like, your first couple bands, like, the Christian bands? And, and I know you did Edward Newgate stuff and Black Folk oh. stuff. No, I only started with, um... Yeah, I didn't do This My Father. Um, Johnny McBee did This My Father. Um, Johnny McBee from, um... The Browning mm. recorded us. Um... But this was fucking damn well near ten years ago, so mm. it's, like... Somewhere around there, I can't remember. But, uh, no, yeah, it was all self-taught. It was pretty easy. Um, it all just kind of came out of necessity. You weren't, like, just, like, super interested in, like, production and Hell no. technical stuff. No, I'm a horrible producer, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm a good producer when uh, the music that I'm producing is something that I significantly care about mm-hmm. um, and that I want to attempt to sound good. Um, Rap Bastard, it kind of sucks because it's like, they spit, I got outvoted. They made me make it sound shitty. <laughs> I had it so good. I had like, it was like, like four mics. It was like four mics for the drums and like, and then they made, yeah, whatever. Fuck you, Gabe. Fuck you, Jonah. <laughs> Did you like keep all those recordings <laughs> and like you just hold on to those and listen to those yourself? Or? Nope, I lost my shit. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I had a house. Won't get the, the remastered version anytime soon. Yeah, no, I had it. I had it, but then uh, my house burned down last winter. Mm. And I lost my laptop and everything. But uh, it was fine. Mm. Like, I mean, it was good. It sounded good. And then they were just like, nah, we need to make it sound like that there's a fucking mic in the middle of the room. And then I was just like, I hate y'all. Y'all don't know how to do, like, yeah, so... I don't know. Producing Black Pope shit was, um, I did literally everything. Um, literally everything. Mm. No one played anything else. And, uh, so I did drums, bass, guitar, which I said earlier. Mm. But, um, I don't know. Like, I'm not a good producer. Um, but, but I, I remember recording like, your band, but, like, yeah, that was, that was fun. Yeah. But, so so you are a multi instrumentalist, you know. So, yeah. Like, is what which instrument did you really start with? And, like, I started with how long guitar. have you been playing? I started with guitar, and I started um, about thirteen years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a very good guitarist, but um, my instrument of choice is um, definitely drums. Yep. Which is why I'm glad Hard Leather existed, and and then I recorded the drums for Edward Newgate and Black Pope and Rap Bastard too. Mm-hmm. And that's my instrument of choice. Like I love it. It feels so good. You can you can change like literally 
the feeling of the entire song if you're the drummer. Mm. Whereas it doesn't matter if someone starts shredding, it's like literally the feeling to where it's like you want to just like, you want to slam, you want to fucking vogue, you want to do whatever the fuck you want. Like, literally, like, the drums rule it. Mm. And um, I love it. I love playing drums. It's amazing. How long ago did you pick drums up? Um, around deaf time, so you probably know better than me. When was that? That was probably... Know, like 14 or 15 then? Or... Oh, because you yeah, were saying yeah. your first band was like when you were like 12. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, was, I, I was probably 15, yeah. I'd say. And that was the first time I picked up drums. And then, you know, I mean, it's a classic. Incessant, just like... That's the only instrument that I like really wanted to practice. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. And, you know, everyone's always, like, you know, the band is only as good as their drummer. So, and, like, that's always very apparent. So I guess it's it's always good to be a good drummer. And and I'm then, and then the, and the scene just, like, completely latches onto you then because you're like, oh, a new drummer, cool. Oh, like, we everyone, don't have many of us. The struggle is so real for drummers, but... No, I'm, like, I'm not... It's my favorite instrument, but I'm not, like, that good of a drummer. Mm. And, like... Hard Leather was fun because that was the main one where it's like we kept on fucking playing shows over and over and over and over again. Mm. And it was cool being in a band with fucking Jonah and Bennett and Michaela, like, all just, like, legends, you know what I mean? Like, it's great. Like, everyone's, like, really good at their shit, and that was really fun. And rest in peace. But, uh, um, Yeah. And so I don't know how much of this you want to divulge on the podcast, but okay. you, you have been telling me about a new project you're working on. So how much do you want to say about that? Shh, it's a secret. Okay, so I haven't actually written anything via guitar um, since Rep Astrid. Um, so it's been like, what, a year and a half, two years? Well, not actually writing I haven't done anything in over two years, probably, for, like, writing guitar stuff. But I've been working on this, and um, I'm not going to give the name, but um, it's going to be, I'm assuming, the best four-song EP of our lifetime. It's going to be slimy as fuck. Like, you're just going to creepy crawl, like, fucking Casey Shuffle. Like, you're going to want to fuck with that. And um, I've been writing a lot of shit and writing. Yeah, I've been writing. And then I want to release it under a pseudonym. And I don't want anyone to know that it's me because it's only me. I'm going to write and record all of it again. And then if, like, if we ever play a show... I'm going to handpick everyone, mm-hmm. which there are a few people set up, which I will not actually narc on, but um, we'll see. But yeah, no, I'm going to send it to y'all and Shuttlecock, you said, he, are you still done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm sure. Cool. I'm sure yeah, I would love, it. I would love for y'all, like, I'd love for y'all to release it. Um, and then... Don't let anyone know it's me. <laughs> and then it's going to be sick. I'm telling you, it's going to be fucking great. Everyone will probably know it's me, but <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, so 
Just, is there anything happening in Kansas City right now that you're just real excited about and want to want to get to? Nope. No, no, no bands are super. It'll, it'll be your next project. That'll nope, be your NM club. Yeah. Your NM club rolled through. That was cool. Yeah, that like, was a great gig. No. Other than that, not really. Um, I mean, it's like high key. It's like Nature Boys are one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah, and the younger the younger kids in the scene never really seem to bother that much with them, but they're a really cool band. They're seriously, like I'd probably say for Kansas City, probably my favorite local band. Um, Nature Boys. <laughs> Babylon is one of the best songs of all time. Uh, so good. Um, oh, and I know they, they've like toured Europe, I'm pretty sure, and like barely any bands here get to do that type of stuff. It's so. been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and they've always been killing it. And they were the first band I lost my shit to, like literally to where it's like the first time I attempted to like fucking slam and like try and be cool i was just like this music is amazing and i mean yeah nature boys has always been like one of my favorite casey bands of all time and um yeah i don't know hopefully they play soon i just saw everyone who was in the band and talked to them and they were like i don't really know like it might be a month and i was like damn it i really wanted to see them they've always been good dr claw Represent, yo, Dr. Claw by the Nature Boys. Look it up. It's fucking amazing. It's one of the best songs ever. It's so good. And do you have any plans to be traveling again anytime soon, or do you think you're sticking around? No, I'm not going to stick around. I can't stick around. I'm going to lose my shit if I stick around. So So you think you'll kind of be working on the music as you're like. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this shit out before I leave and I'm gonna probably leave for uh, to go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras um, is the plan and then um, after that probably I don't know just sit throughout or come back and like and maybe that's when we'll get the first show out of the new project you know Probably drop not. the EP. The first show you is go. probably not going to be for a really. Oh yeah, drop the EP definitely. Yeah. First show, I have no idea. I have no idea because I have to specifically pick certain people, mm-hmm. and I will not. I will not do it with like anyone who says. Um, so it has to be like weirdos or trainees is where I'm at, and that's the only way I'll ever play a live show. But I'm gonna. Write, record, and release it, and then I'm telling y'all, it'll probably be pretty sick. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll be looking out for it. Um, yeah, I think that'll about wrap it up. Cool. Uh, people can follow Shuttlecock at Shuttlecock Mag on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can visit the shuttlecockmusic.com, and then there's the web store on there if you want to get a T-shirt or a button. And we'll have the new photo zines on there soon. Uh, make sure you listen to the ADD podcast with Jason Barr. And look out for another Shuttlecock house party coming soon. Should be announcing another one in the next week or two. And, yeah, thank you for thank you to everyone that came out to the last one with Crystal and Nightcrawlers. Great show. Lots of fun. And, true, is there anything you want to plug? Any bands people should check out? Um, yeah, Bath Consolidated. Um, and then also some... Okay, my... Favorite DJ is DJ Gag Reflex. He's from Seattle. 
And then um, my girl, Joelle, is uh, misgendered, um, is the name of her project. And you should check that shit out. Um, Yeah, KC for life. Awesome. Thanks for being on today. Always. Love you lots.